Hey guys, I know it can be really hard sometimes to choose one thing when you have so many passions, but in today's episode, I'm going to talk about how you can commit and how that commitment actually helps you lead to success, even though you're multi-passionate. You want a life where you can fully embrace yourself. You want to live life on purpose and on your terms. You want to tap deeper into your soul as you grow into your purpose work and you no longer want to hide in the shadows. Hey, I'm Danielle Amy and I am obsessed with helping humans human. I am on a mission to normalize that we are here to feel, heal, experience, connect, and grow. I have transformed many darker sides of this journey into the most incredible life I could imagine. My ducks aren't always in a row. In fact, I think I lost one. But yet, I have created a beautiful family, comfortable lifestyle, and a freedom-based business along the way. All while learning to love and accept myself as a soul that's on a human experience. Through my intuitive teachings, real talks, and guest interviews, I can help you as we help the world to love ourselves just a little bit more. So I myself am definitely a multi-passionate person. I actually, in fact, get bored really easily. And I like on an everyday basis. So although I can, I feel I can also be incredibly boring. So (laughs) I don't mean like I am like, woo, I'm so fun all the time. No, not at all. Um, like on a personality basis, I also am not always like one thing. And I think that's the thing to consider is the way, who you are, what you like, and why are you wanting to pursue things? So the main thing when, if you're actually looking to pursue business, Okay, you are going to have to shift your mindset because it's really, really important to commit to something instead of just like exploring things over and over, like different opportunities um, and just really just dipping your toes into all the stuff or, or one week you're doing this, another week you're doing that. And really it's just a whole bunch of like little side hustles, like little hobbies, because most of the time they don't even bring you money. And I know, I know how hard it can be. It can actually feel like loss. It can feel like you're losing a part of yourself mentally, emotionally, and sometimes even physically by saying that this is all that I do. I think you, you, the, you're fearing one, one fears that if you commit to something, that means that for eternity from here on out for the rest of your life, like that's it. You can never change your mind, but here's the secret here. Like legitimately, this is the, it's not really a secret, but it's not really something that's readily talked about or understood. So I struggled greatly in a multitude of businesses and every one of them, whether I was selling a product, a service, um, coaching, whatever, of course, whenever I tried to do a little bit too many things at one time, which just really means that you're not niched, you're not specified in either what you're doing and or that specific niche inside of who you're doing it for. And sometimes it's both of them. If you can't start with one thing, you're, you're like never really going to have it take off. It just doesn't work that way. But when does it work? Well, when you start with that one thing and you own that, you get to expand once you are making money. And I don't mean like you just made $44 and like, that was it. I'm talking about when you're genuinely, literally making money in your business to where you're like, oh shit, I'm making money in my business. So whenever you are finally creating viability in your business, consistency in your business, that means that you've developed an audience, you've developed a reputation and you've developed a consistency in what you're doing. So once you begin to establish yourself in that factor, 
Only then shall you attempt to try, dabble, and explore as long as it fits under that same umbrella. Otherwise, you have to segment it as an entirely other, like another business. Now, the reason I don't always recommend more than one business at a time is you can end up being incredibly just really unorganized and overwhelmed at like what's going on because you just have too many irons in the fire. Now, if you can house it under one umbrella, meaning like the same business entity and teach the same people something, I think that's a really good plan. So I'm going to use myself for an example. And I know this is, it's easier to talk about it this way than it might be easier for you in your world. And I understand that because when I learn from other people, that's not like, okay, side bit to the side bit. People that are on social media right now, especially on Instagram or TikTok, the ones that are doing phenomenal majority, most like 80, 90% that are just blowing it out of the water. I mean, they're like, oh yeah, I posted 20 posts in 20 days and I have 11 billion followers. Majority of them are actually on that platform of TikTok teaching you how to use TikTok. Then the ones on Instagram, those are the ones teaching you how to use reels saying that I use reels in 30 days. So they're using trending things because more and more and more as people see them post the videos, get the results and do the thing. They, because they're teaching people on the, keep them on the platform, they're watching more of their videos. So then therefore that platform is honoring that person even more because they're keeping more people on the platform and getting more people on the platform. If that makes sense. So I, I, it's like, I think it's called like meta teaching or something. I remember I was in this workshop once and the guy's like, look, this is so meta. And I don't honestly know the definition of this. It was like a year or two ago. And he's like, I'm in, um, y'all are in a workshop and I'm teaching you how to make a workshop. You know, it's like, I'm a coach and I'm gonna teach you how to be a coach. Okay. So I get it. I'm a business coach (laughs) that teaches business. So when I first started this though, this is what I need you to know is because most or any of you that know me, um, which is most of you that actually currently listen to this podcast is that I originally started off in business. Um, well, actually, if you go previous to that, I started off in graphic design for business, but when I became and moved into business coaching, that's like all that I really did. And I was focused more on strategy outcome, like how to grow revenue numbers, how to plan your product cost, blah, blah. Okay. And then spirituality kind of came into my world. And I'm like, okay, um, like, what am I supposed to do with this? I really liked it for myself and I found myself really drawn to it. So what I ended up doing for myself was I put business on the side, really, um, as far as teaching business for a while, because I didn't know how to do both. I didn't know how that was going to work because I... I don't know, I wasn't ready yet or I wasn't there yet. So when I first started, I just started talking about mindset stuff. And then I specifically only talked about mindset stuff. Like my freebie was five simple steps to end your limiting beliefs. I got like hundreds upon probably thousands of people that signed up for that freebie, you know, over the course of the years. And it it worked really well. Okay. Um, That was like one of my first transitions outside of just talking business strategy. But then it also, that one transition led me into just basically doing mindset coaching for a while. Well, then as I'm thinking, I'm just doing mindset coaching and have sold a program, have people in it and they're loving it, getting one-on-one clients. I'm realizing the mindset that I'm teaching had so much to do with self-love, self-worth and integrity. And yes, there was usually a commonality of a lot of the people that I was serving, 
still in the back end, not all, but most wanted a business and it never was taking off. So it started to have these commonalities that were present, even though again, I'm having success. Okay. So until something really was going for me, I wasn't adding anything to the table. So now having been done, having been done this, is that right? Having done this for quite some time now, I do sort of have them all meshed and meddled together because I'm talking to a unique group of people. I'm not talking to every biz online business owner out there. I know that for sure. So by me adding the spirituality into it, by me adding the quirkiness of myself into it like that, Hey, I might look like a normal basic B, but by the way, I speak light language, you know? Um, and, and by doing that, I, I it actually helps me harness my ideal clients because it weeds out the people that are, you know, more normal. That's not into this world because I used to have a huge fear about that. So now back to being multi-passionate. So here's the other thing that you have to understand is because I've had this with people and they've asked me this, like, oh, I love making things. I love doing this. I love doing this. Well, guess what? I, I love painting paintings. I enjoy baking. I, I genuinely do. And I'm actually decent. I'm not going to say good, but I'm decent at it. And I'm pretty, I'm a little bit better at painting than I'm baking. And I've actually been in galleries and such. Okay. I, did, I was a working artist for years. And not to say that I would never produce a painting again and try to get it in a gallery, that's not really my goal in life. Okay. Like that's not my focus of my business. And I know like so much, like I have had Etsy stores and they have done well. I don't really desire that so much though. Like if I was to do it, it would legitimately be purely in the intention of this is just a hobby. And if that said hobby happened to blow up, well, cool. And I think that's what you guys see from other people sometimes is that their, their intention behind it really isn't there to do something. They're just kind of like fiddling and exploring and they're okay with that. So they're not disappointed when it doesn't do something. So when you allow yourself to pick one thing, which goes into the whole aspect of picking a niche, okay, picking your specialization, it allows you to become an authority of that one thing, which then is able to give you recognition and consistency in that recognition because people know what you're doing and how you can help them. Because when you're, when you're talking business or you're selling products, the idea, it isn't so much about you. Like it's about your people. Now you're here in this world for yourself, hands down. And the, all the growth and the healing you do is not for the people. It's for yourself. But because of what you do for yourself, you're able to do for others. And that's when the roles reverse and it switches in the external world. And it is more about what you give them. It is more about what they need. But if you have a confused buyer, they don't buy. Okay. If you have a confused customer, they're not going to buy. And the reason that they're not going to buy is because they don't have the clarity as to what you do and who you do it for. So they have fucking no idea what's happening. And then therefore they might love you. They might think your personality is amazing. They might think your crystals are really super cool or whatever it is that you're doing, yet you're not getting sales. And in so many ways, it's because they don't totally trust you because you flip-flopped around a good bit. And they're like, well, I'm going to wait around and see. Okay. So you don't want to exhaust all measures out at at first. And I see this a lot in the spiritual industry. And the reason that I see it is if you're anything also like me, you might have a multitude of gifts. 
And then I know there's many of you that also have a multitude of like certifications and stuff if you've gone that route. So then you've probably become like a Reiki practitioner or a Reiki master. I don't know really the differences because I don't care, but you may have these things behind your belt. You may have legitimately went to some kind of life coaching thing and have some piece of paper that says you're an official life coach. You may have... I don't know, done um, a NLP course or a hypnosis thing, um, a tuning fork thing. Okay, go go on to get the point. What, where, again, you get caught up, you feel I'm multi-talented, I'm multi-certified, I'm multi-gifted, and you want to like make sure because you need everybody to know what's going on because otherwise you're not valid in what you're doing, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge um, self limiting beliefs there. Um, and so you have a really hard time of just saying what you do specifically, like to where a small child could understand it. You, you're, you're like holding on to like, I'm a energy blah, blah. So when you're doing that again, it creates confusion. Sounds really super cool. Might be really neat. And yeah, Susan and Martha, who's also trying to do the same thing might be saying, great job. Yeah, that's amazing. People's going to love it. But then if it's still yielding you absolutely no sales, um, I wouldn't take business advice from people that don't actually have business and, or have never had a business that profited in their life. They're not going to know much other than to be able to teach you what doesn't work for them. Okay. They're guessing. And the, the point that I'm making is it's all going to go back to your, your, your worth, your sense of identity of yourself. Okay. And your confidence. And when you are really confident, you are okay with, you are worthy of, you feel the worth that you have to offer to be like the authority. I, I'm not really fond of the word, but to be the expert, quote unquote, whatever the fuck expert is of that particular field that you are and are offering or teaching, serving in. Okay. Now, when you believe in what you do and you can harness the power of that, like people feel that, okay? And you're consistently showing up in that effort. Once that comes on and you picked one thing, again, no, it can't be so like if you're like, oh, I'm a life coach. Okay, cool. What is then your niche, AKA your specialty of life coaching? What did you harness in on? Now, once you have that and say you're working with a client and it turns out you're also an intuitive, well, then one, when you're working with them, that's when all the gifts come in. That's what makes you very unique compared to somebody else. That's what makes your courses or your programs or your one-on-one coaching or whatever you have going unique. So that's like when I have had clients work with me. Yeah, we were doing more of mindset-based stuff, which you call it life coaching. And as I'm on the call, sometimes we're doing trauma healing. Wasn't planned. I, you know, reading somebody's cat that passed on that had a message for her. That wasn't planned. Uh, dead, a deceased family member coming on through, but that wasn't the intention. And that's the thing is when you let yourself be yourself, you get to be so multifaceted in those environments. You know, I'd be on coaching calls with my clients. Um, I mean, at group programs and or group, my, my membership group. And we are on a call and we might be talking about a topic and all of a sudden light language is popping out and source wants to deliver some type of freaking attunement in the middle of the goddamn thing. So that's where you get to be you. Okay. But pick the one thing, become really fucking good at it and understand that you're not losing out on anything. If anything, you're gaining something, you're gaining something. So be okay with like, having that passion, picking that thing and commit to it, like commit to one thing. Okay. Commit to one thing and, and let everything else just fall into place from it. 
Now, listen, the mind is the hardest thing that we are ever, ever overcoming. And so I know that, at least for me, I've needed support along the way. And I, we have just that in my Chivaluna Collective community. It's an affordable $7 a month easy peasy. And if I ever sell a workshop or anything like that, if you buy that, you have access for life. Okay. Like come get, come find the thing, explore yourself, give yourself the advantage to get your light into the world. Go to shivaluna.com for more information. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Daring to Be Human podcast. Until next time, keep on feeling those feelings and expanding further on your soul journey. If you want more, head over to daringtobehuman.com for show notes, links to any resources mentioned in today's episode. And if you are looking to take your human journey to the next level, be sure to check out my private members community. The links are waiting for you at daringtobehuman.com.